Hey, friends. We don't normally curse in our podcast. No. But we, we do a little bit today because we're talking about cursing. So if you have little ears in the car or if you're particularly sensitive to curse words, uh, you might want to fast forward the first part. Yeah. Okay. okay. That's it. All right. Enjoy. <laughs> so is sucks a curse word, Corey? Like I feel like we're a little evocative in our in the title of this podcast. I don't know. <laughs> you don't know. Well, did you when you grew well when you grew up was sucks a curse word in your household? My house, no. Sucks was totally fair game. Okay. Yeah. There was there was a very limited there was some there was not very limited. There was quite a few words that were fair game in my home. Uh, that were not fair game in many of my friends' homes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, what's another example? You don't have to say the word. You can just say, like, the whatever <laughs> well, word. Well, no, I can say it. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, I grew up on a farm, so, like, shit was acceptable to say. Yeah. Par- partially because there's a lot of it. A lot of cow shit, you know? Yeah. Or chicken. I think we call chicken poop. That's kind of a weird tangent. Why would we call chicken poop chicken poop and cow Man, shit? Cow uh, shit. That sounds like a question for your mom. I don't know <laughs> or your dad. I'm gonna call my mom and ask. It's a North Dakota thing. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. See, we sucks was definitely off limits in our house. That and the word crap. Cra- so th- those feel like on different levels to me. Crap and sucks. Oh, crap. Yeah, crap and sucks were were the lowest level of cursing in our house. Then it was like the S word, and then it yeah. was like, of course, F word and beyond, right? Like, yeah. But uh, <laughs> so like we never, like my parents never cursed around us. We were not allowed to curse. Yeah. In fact, I'll remember the first time my mom, I ever heard my mom curse. We were, uh, she was driving and I was, I don't can't remember how old I was, 10, 11, something like that, 12. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she got in a car accident and it was like super, super like, Everything worked out okay, but it was with like a new mom, like a mom with like an eight day year old baby in the yeah. in the car, and like she was really shaken up. But like, <laughs> as my mom's like hitting this car, like with her car, she's trying to change lanes, so it was just a little tap. But she just yells shit really loud, and I was totally freaked out. Not by the car accident, like I was not shook by the car accident. I was shook by the fact that my mom said the s word, and I just like I couldn't get over it. I was just like. <sighs> It's crazy. It's amazing. It was crazy. So there's curse words, but there's also other words that have like a lot of meanings, you know, or like, you know, you say them and they have meanings behind them, but most of us or many of us don't know what they are. And I am super guilty of this. Yeah. You have a couple, but I'm only going to mention one. Yeah. When we were youth minister together, youth ministers together, you used to say when you were really excited about something, you'd be like, swing. Yes. And you just thought that meant like. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, woohoo. Because you had not seen Wayne's World, in no. which it, yeah. the, the sound they made when they saw an attractive woman, like, it literally meant, like, I'm about to get a boner. You know, yeah. like, that's right. what it meant. Like, really inappropriate. Yeah. So, you're like, I, the Lord is good. Schwing. <laughs> you know, like, like you, you're laughing about it, but I actually <laughs> did that. I remember. A lot. <laughs> the worst. Okay. So, I. <sighs> I'm starting to question everything right now. Um, the first time I was ever in front of like 300 middle school youth uh, at Extreme Faith Camp. This is a summer camp we do with our teens, right? Uh, I was saying this, like, you know, and just in kind of regular talk, like as the worship leader at the camp. <laughs> like, woohoo, sweet, or whatever. And one of the other youth ministers pulled me aside. He's like, hey, Corey, can we talk quick? He's like, oh. Hey, you like you keep using this word swing. You gotta stop. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, sure. Why? And he's like, do you know what it means, Corey? I was like, no. He's like, it means boner. 
And I instantly just felt dread in my soul, you know, like I'm going to lose my job. <laughs> I do like that. He like both him and I both said it means bone or not like erection or like that's the, what, the official, yeah. but like, yeah, that's what it really, that's what it really means. Oh, wow. God that's so you. mortifying. Are you okay? I'm okay. I'm still a little scandalized by it, but. That it's not the first time, might not be the last time that I say something. Not you know, just here. Oh, boo! It's fun. Oops. All right. Well, now that we got that out of the way, let's talk about what sucks about being a husband. Welcome to Story Dread, a podcast where we share stories to help share the story. Have you ever felt paralyzed when someone asks you a question? When someone asks us a question, it's often better to answer with a story than a soundbite. I'm Corey LaCroix, and I'm here with Chris Castells. Let's tell some stories. Are you, are you feeling good? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I got a blue caffeine right under my body. Oh my God. I probably should have a bath. Why don't you do that? Uh, Ready? Yeah. Welcome back to the second episode of Story Dram, a podcast all about telling stories. I'm Chris Castells, and this is Corey LaCroix. Hi, Corey. Hey, Chris. All right, you ready to go today? So ready. We got a tough topic um, about what sucks. Yeah, this is real. About being, this is real stuff. Like, it's funny, but it's also not, right? Yeah. Like, what sucks about being a husband? And of course, the answer is nothing because. <laughs> I was going to say me. I suck. <laughs> well, that's really the answer, right? But the, uh, the, the, the first answer to this is nothing because being a husband is magical because our wives are incredible. Wonderful Saints. people. Saints. Absolutely. And that's not even a joke. It's true. Um, being a husband, marriage is good. We're a pro-marriage podcast, right? Like, we're here for marriage. Like, yeah. um, sacramental marriage. And so, like, being a husband's a good thing. It's beautiful and true and good. Um, so the thing that sucks about being a husband is us it's sometimes. Us. Yeah. Is our is our screw-ups, our failures. And you got a story about that. You want to talk about that? Oh, So Alicia and I, you should know, we got married super young. Uh, babies. Like, on her wedding day, I was 20. She was 21. And so we were excited to be married. Uh, we were in love. We were just finishing college, eager to start a new life together. And I had no idea what I was doing, right? Some idea, but not a whole ton. But uh, a couple months into marriage, <clears throat> one night, I'm sitting on the couch. Uh, the lights are off. The Timberwolves are on the TV. And the Timberwolves like, are not great. They're usually not great. This year was like exception to the norm and that they were like terrible they weren't just not great they were horrible yeah like they'd won four games all that year and so i'm watching this game it's the fourth quarter they're losing it's of no consequence um alicia's in the bedroom reading she's doing her prayer she comes out and she says hey uh can you come to bed um i'm kind of you know i'm tired and ready to go to bed you, can you come to bed and i said ah, i'm gonna watch the, the rest of the game and uh, she's like, can you come, come to bed now? Like, please. And I'm like, yeah, once this game's over. And she's like, no, like, I don't think you hear me. Can you please come to bed? And I was like, babe, like once the game's over. So she very frustrated at this point. I'm frustrated at this point. Like, I just want to finish the game. Like, why can't I just finish the game? No. She goes into the bedroom, um, and I keep watching the game. I, I can feel the pressure kind of rising in the house a little bit. Right. Yeah. So she comes back out. And she doesn't say a word to me. She just like walks up to the front of the television and turns it off. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so I'm just pissed, right? Yeah. Like, like, 
are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, what is this? She might as well just pour gasoline on the flame. Like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> like, we're I'm yeah. already mad. You're mad. And you just turn the television off? This is probably not great. Um, and so I did, like, any good, kind, loving, generous, oh, sacrificial husband. You apologized and went to bed. I turned the television back on. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, not great. So I turned the TV back on, and I'm just sitting there and don't even care about the game at this point. Like, who cares? I'm just like, I got to watch the game. Like, she can't just tell me what to do, right? Um, and inside, I'm, I'm mad, I'm angry, um, I'm stubborn. So she, she hears the TV again, and like a couple minutes later, comes back out. And she just like skips the power button on the TV and just walks behind the television and like unplugs it. And then she like silently walked back to the bedroom. <laughs> and at this point, I inside my heart am in a full on rage. <laughs> like, what is this? <laughs> I am absolutely irate. Uh, and so I just sit there because I'm so upset. Like, there's so many things I want to say. Um, my first, so I, like, I get up and I plug the TV back in. And I turn it back on and I'm still just fuming. And then I just kind of sit there. I'm like, whoa, just married this lady, just married this girl. I just promised like in good times and in bad and sickness and in health, right? For all our days till death do us part, like I will honor you and love you, right? Yeah. And, uh, and here I am trying to watch Timberwolves in a game that just doesn't matter. And she just asked me to come to bed. Um, and so I, like, I got up out of the, the couch and walked over and went into our room and she's like, just cuddled up, curled up on the bed. She doesn't like, doesn't move when I come in, doesn't say anything. And I just lay down and then she just kind of rolled over, put her arm around me. We didn't say anything that night. We probably should have, but we didn't. Um, but it was, I would say like the key moment in our early marriage of when I had to figure out and learn that this is a small piece of what it means to sacrifice Mm. that I no longer can live life the way I did for the first 20 years of my life. You know, that I can't always do what I want to do. Right. Like there's other people like that. I need to, that are depending on me. There's other people that, uh, uh, I have an opportunity and a, and a responsibility to sacrifice for and to make a, a gift of myself for. You know, Alicia and I, neither of us are saints in, in this story or in life today. Um, but that's, there was this space here where my expectations around what marriage would be and kind of what life would be like kind of came face to face with reality of what it was. You know, it wasn't this like, oh, we're going to be best friends and sleepover buddies and travel buddies. Um, we're like, we're going to work. You know, we got to work at this to, to love each other well. And kind of at the heart of this, right, is is the gift of self, right? It's, you know, what's a quote from John Paul II? Like, man can only find himself in the sincere gift of himself, right? And just in the same way that like God is self-gift within God's self, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We are called to, to like be gift to others. Um, and so for me, like that question, <laughs> what sucks about being a husband? It's like the, ex- the growing pains of learning self-gift, hmm. you know, and 
like uh, <laughs> maybe an exaggeration to say, but I think there's some truth to it that um, sometimes the suck is good. Mm. The struggle is good. You know, the, the, the pain of that self-denial is a good. Yeah. And I think that's true in our lives too. Anytime that we, we experience so even physical pain, right? Like it's an indication that something wasn't right or that something needs to move and grow and change. It's like if you put your hand on a hot stove, it hurts. Why? So you move your hand away. Like when I wake up and, and, and go work out in the morning, like it, it hurts a little bit. Why? Because I'm trying to grow and change and mold myself. When we, when we mess up, um, there's both the like forgiveness of the thing we did wrong or the asking for forgiveness, but there's also the like reforming ourselves. You know, mm-hmm. I recently heard a priest say that um, when we sin, it's less like getting a t-shirt dirty and it's more like bending a piece of metal. Whoa. We, it's not that we have to just get it clean. We also have to try and be bent back to the way it should be. Yeah. And, um, and I was really, I was really moved by that. And I think that's what the pain of messing up kind of helps us do. Uh, the thing I also told you in your story, Corey, is just your, your clarity around, um, that love is a decision, mm-hmm. you know, like love isn't just something we have. It's something we do. It's something we do well or poorly, you know, and in the moment that you had to make a decision, I'm not, you know, you could have been like, I'm staying up all night. I'm watching all the TV. I'm sleeping right here. Like right. I'm not going to bed just because you want me to. Like yeah. you had a decision to make and you made the decision to turn off and go to bed and eventually. And yeah. I think that's that's what love that's the hard lesson of love that's hard to teach people. Mm-hmm. Um and telling them you can't teach anybody by telling them that. You can only experience it and and do it. And I don't know about you, but like I'm I'm still learning that today. Yeah, like, for I'm, sure. I'm terrible at it. Like and even when I have, so it's so funny about what's great about being a husband and when you have those little moments of like total self-sacrifice, like um, we did yard work last night and putting mulch around t- trees and I didn't do it right. Yeah. I mean, did I do it right? I don't know. Did I not do it right? <laughs> yep. I didn't do it right. And I was like, yes, honey. No, let me fix it. Let me do it the way you want it. Wow. You know, like, yeah. and it was like, I went inside like self high fives all, all the way. Cause I was like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> just. And it's such a stupid thing to like not be in charge of and to let your, your, your spouse like, but it's, yeah. it, I practiced it there so that later when something, when it really matters, I can be better at it then, Yeah, you know? So thanks for, thanks for doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks brother. Yeah. Thanks for sharing your story today. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I think we learned a lot, right? Everybody like sometimes it's good to feel the pain of sucking. Like obviously mm. sin's wrong, sin's wrong. But when we feel pain because of it, like, that can be a good thing because it can help us to change, help us to be molded back to the saints that we were made to be, uh, help us to be the men or the women that that God has made us to be, to be the children of God that we're called to be. Um, At the end of the day, we want to learn and grow from our mistakes. Um, We want to change so that we can be more like Jesus Christ, right? Like that's the, that's the goal, right? That's the whole thing um, is to be a saint. So I think uh, learning to, learning to change, learning to grow, learning to decide to love. Mm. That's what I, what, I, what I took out of today. So I really appreciate you sharing. Everybody out there, thank you for listening to the second episode of the Story Dram podcast. Go do something that makes an awesome story and then go tell it. God bless everybody.